Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning into the Nun Report today. We have a little bit of everything, and when I mean everything, we're going to have a little bit of everything. I'm going to bounce around quite a bit, so hopefully we can all keep up. Hopefully I can keep up because I had so many topics today, I couldn't decide which, and there were some I wanted to kind of dive into deep, but I, I, there wasn't quite enough uh, information like I like to have to really to do a deep dive into something. I didn't feel like I would be doing you the right sort of service. So what I did was we're going to just skim on a lot of different things today. The primary thing is is McCarthy and the House has finally said we're going to start impeachment inquiries into into Biden. Well, you know, I'm glad that they're going to inquire about it finally after after uh, a couple of years. I mean, really? We're just now going to we're going to now start having an inquiry. Oh my gosh, well, a year and a half, whatever. Um so this is what McCarthy had to say, and I'm going to start with that because um it, it kind of this guy is is pretty schmarmy. You know, I gave him the benefit of the doubt when they first elected him speaker because I was like, you know, they got all these conditions. It seems like it seemed like the the America First Caucus was kind of holding his his feet to the fire on meeting certain things, or they would recall him. And then he's just gone around. He's done nothing. He's caved to the Democrats every single time on every single budget issue with 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 budgetary smoke and mirrors. He's played political gamesmanship and caved to the liberal commie Democrats every single time. And, and he walks around with his perfect haircut and his $1,000 suit and his, and his $1,000 smile and, and acts like everything's okay. And he's just, he's just another one of the great conservative leaders up there leading the bullshit. I, I think the guy, uh, I, I've lost faith in him. I've lost uh, any desire to support him whatsoever any longer. And, I would I would think that a lot of other people have as well. For him to get up in a microphone and say, oh, well, now there's enough evidence to start an impeachment inquiry. Just a week ago, he said he wasn't going to. Think about that, a week ago. And now he comes out and says he's going to because he knows that they're going to hold his feet to the fire on the other things that he promised in order to get elected Speaker of the House, all of the things that he's failed to follow through on. So we're going to take a look at that. We're going to take a look at some of the books that are in schools today, man, that, that you're seeing. Um, oh, it's it's uh, it's disgusting. And some of these are, are designed and geared towards children that are two to five years old. We're going to go over some of that. I'm going to take a look at what Vladimir Putin, yeah, crazy Putin. I mean, yeah, the guy's a whack job. He's a complete insane dictator, aggressor. But it's kind of funny what he has to say about what he sees. This is kind of a, a glimpse into what the world sees of uh, of what's going on here in the United States and what they're doing to persecute Trump and his supporters. Although, it's of course, it could just be part of another Russian misinformation campaign, right? I'm sure that's what the Democrats would say. So we're going to take a look at that. We're going to take a look at uh, a couple of little weird things, including, oh, what do I got here? Uh, of course, we're gonna we're gonna have to get my my screen working here. I, I forgot to clean my screen, so it's not swiping so well. We've got uh, more J six defendants being convicted for doing basically nothing, and we have children getting suspended from school for having a finger gun. Okay, <laughs> man, we used to go around when I was a kid. I don't know about you, but I had we had full out uh, cowboy and Indians outfits and and with with headbands and feathers we had uh, uh you know holster bands or belt holster things and and, and we had our six gun uh, six shooter cap guns those things were great we also used to play army man on the the porch or the the embankment across from the triplex we lived in at the time and it was great man you could hide in the woods you could climb trees you could dig a cave we had our army uniforms on and our our little uh pretend Uzi guns and, and that sort of thing, machine guns. We thought it was great, man. We <laughs> don't even get me started on GI Joes, okay? Because we, we did a lot of that too. I was a GI Joe guy for sure. I had quite the collection. Here's what McCarthy had to say. Check it out. Conduct. Taken together, these allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Now, here's what we know so far. Through our investigations, we have found that President Biden did lie to the American people about his own knowledge 
of his family's foreign business dealings. Eyewitnesses have testified that the president joined on multiple phone calls and had multiple interactions. Dinners resulted in cars and millions of dollars into his sons and his sons' business partners. We know that bank records show that nearly $20 million in payments were directed to the Biden family members and associates through various shell companies. The Treasury Department alone has more than 150 transactions involving the Biden family and other business associates that were flagged as suspicious activity by U.S. banks. Even a trusted FBI informant has alleged a bribe to the Biden family. Biden used his official office to coordinate with Hunter Biden's business partners about Hunter's role in Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company. And he goes on to say, you know, he blathers on for five minutes about in, in the boring voice that he has. And he, he talks about, you know, finally, so it, it merits having an impeachment inquiry at this time. And so there, here's what's great about it. And, and this is this is hilarious. Uh, first of all, let me give you uh, Hakeem Jeffries response in a tweet. He, he said, uh, oh, excuse me, that's not that's not the right one. Check it out. Uh, let's see if I can get this right. All right. See if I can get this right. Hakeem Jeffries said the illegitimate impeachment inquiry launched by extreme MAGA Republicans. Proudly. So I am a proud extreme MAGA Republican, by the way, he says that as if it's a bad thing anyway, is regrettable, reckless and reprehensible, reprehensible, man. A lot of big words. I don't know if I can understand those. He's too smart for me. It's a political revenge tour that lacks any factual or constitutional basis. Democrats will defend the truth and fight right-wing extremism at every turn. Yeah, we've seen what you're doing with the J6 political prisoners. We see what you're doing with Donald J. Trump and all of his people and his lieutenants. We see that you will definitely defend your radical communism at every chance you get. We get it, dude. You're a fucking communist. And we expect this from the Democrats. What else would they say? But what we're dealing with now is we don't have an independent press. See, freedom of speech is being squashed. And along with that, freedom of the press has also been eliminated because all the mainstream media outlets will sit there and they'll seal clap and they'll repeat whatever the extreme commie Democrats want them to. See, so we don't have an independent press anymore. See, the, the, the press used to be the checks and balances. The press used to be part of holding politicians accountable and not letting them get away with complete and utter bullshit. Yes, there always have been some, you know, spin here and there. That's unavoidable. But at least they always searched for the truth and they would hold their feet to the fire. Therefore, the politicians had to walk the line to some extent. They couldn't just go all out commie like these guys are. But now they have the press on their side. Now the press just repeats whatever they want. Now they offer their cronies in the press corps and owning all these major news organizations. This is why you need to listen to podcasts. You need to go on Twitter. You need to go on Getter. You need to go on True Social. You need to search out your own information. Go to foreign. I, I look, I read Al Jazeera sometimes. I read the China Times. I read a lot of foreign information. I, 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 I get information from a lot of different sources, rarely, rarely, rarely from mainstream media, unless it's material that I want to get background information on for this show so that you'll know thy enemy, right? I want to know thy enemy. I read Politico. Sure. I read the Huffington Post. Complete, absolute liberal regs. But you know what? I read them so that I can be well-informed on what the enemy is doing so I can prepare and present this show, hopefully in a way that helps get the truth out. Matt Gates responded. and Now here's, this is not a response directly to the fact that they're going to an do an impeachment inquiry finally, but it, it, this is the timing was interesting. I'm sure that Matt had this uh, time booked on the floor already and was going to give this give this speech. But uh, he's been getting a lot of grief lately, and, and especially on Twitter, he got slammed pretty hard. People said, "Man, you said you were going to hold McCarthy's feet to the fire and do this and that. Wake up, man! Are you are you falling asleep at the wheel?" And Matt Gates suddenly this last week has been energized. He's been reinvigorated to to 
pursue the America First agenda and be the firebrand that he, he I think maybe he kind of lost sight of for a little while. And um, so this is good to see. The timing is interesting. So McCarthy gives his, uh, we're going to do an impeachment inquiry. And about an hour later, after McCarthy announced the impeachment inquiry, Matt Gates said this. On this very floor in January, the whole world witnessed a historic contest for House Speaker. I rise today to serve notice. Mr. Speaker, you are out of compliance with the agreement that allowed you to assume this role. The path forward for the House of Representatives is to either bring you into immediate total compliance or remove you pursuant to a motion to vacate the chair. We have had no vote on term limits or on balanced budgets as the agreement demanded and required. There's been no full release of the January 6th tapes. As you promised, there has been insufficient accountability for the Biden crime family. And instead of cutting spending to raise the debt limit, you relied on budgetary gimmicks and rescissions so that you ultimately ended up serving as the valet to underwrite Biden's debt and advance his spending agenda. Mr. Speaker, you boasted in January that we would use the power of the subpoena and the power of the purse. But here we are, eight months later, and we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. That's how you know that the rushed and you know, somewhat rattled performance you just saw from the Speaker isn't real. At this point, during Democrat control over the House of Representatives, they had already brought in Don Jr. three times. And we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden power of the subpoena and power of the purse. Only thing the 118th Congress is known for at this point is electing Kevin McCarthy speaker and underwriting Biden's debt. And unfortunately, there's only one of those things we can remediate at this time. Power. So there you go. And uh, God, yeah, it's only been eight months, man. I said like a year and a half earlier. I, it just, it seems like a really long time because they haven't done jack shit. Really? McCarthy's right. They, they haven't, because the speaker's got to bring this stuff to the floor. He has to lead the charge. He has to bring the caucus together. And with, but he's not doing it. He's capitulated to the left as far as anything on the budgetary. We haven't held the purse. I, these are all the things I've said. Not that much later in the day, Matt Gates tweeted this just before I went on this show. So I grabbed it and he said, this is what the House of Representatives must be doing going forward. This is why they allowed Speaker McCarthy to be elected. Otherwise, they would still be casting votes, probably. Vote on term limits. I think we all agree on that. We cannot have Dianne Feinstein's and Mitch McConnell's and Nancy Pelosi's wandering around Congress for decades. Okay? It's not healthy for our country. You want to know what's a shame or what's a threat to democracy? That's a threat to democracy, to our republic, is the fact that we have these career politicians that go in there, middle class, and they come out multimillionaires. Think about it. Term limits, the one thing we can do to really, really, really right the ship of this country. Votes on a balanced budgets. Imagine that. Imagine actually having to live within your means. Imagine not being able to just go back to the taxpayer and rape his pocket every single time you ran out of money. Every time you exceeded your spending limit, every time you exceeded your budget. You, what, what if you could do that? Right? You know, every time you exceeded your budget, you just went to your bank and stole money from them or your credit card company and took money from them for free. You never had to pay it back, ever. Single subject spending bills, Yes. This is important. We can't have all these pork-laden bills. They're trying to push another one through right now with the new spending bill that's due at the end of the month. And the Democrats, of course, are going to say that the Republicans are obstructing. And how dare they? I need to get my Greta Thunberg clip up. How dare you? No constitutional resolutions. No, or continue, excuse me, continuing. No continuing resolutions. Subpoena Hunter Biden and members of the Biden crime family. Full release of the J6 tapes. Yes. Where the hell are those 44,000 hours of tapes that McCarthy promised he would release? That Hunt, uh, Tucker Carlson lost his job because he was going to report on them. Fox has them. They'll, they'll never see the light of the day from the dark hole of Fox News nowadays. 
impeach Joe Biden. The time for inquiries and more investigation is over. And I agree. Screw the inquiry, man. Let's impeach him. He won't get convicted in the Senate, but he could hold a dubious record of being impeached. They started this bullshit. They started this game. They started this political targeted shit by going after Trump twice for a phone call and for a speech. In fact, that that that's I mean, think about that. This is what happened. This is what they went after uh, Trump for. And Kyle Becker uh, did a great, kind of a great, um, the, several things I didn't think of. He, he spent some time putting this tweet together. It's long form. And I'm just going to read through it. I'm not going to put it up on the screen because it would be too small print for you. And uh, it just could be fuzzy. So Kyle Becker said this. Uh, Let's go to the tape on the evidence Democrats gathered to launch impeachment against Trump. Impeachment number one, a phone call. That was their evidence. That was all the evidence that they had to impeach Donald Trump the first time was a perfectly good phone call to Ukraine. Impeachment number two, a typical political speech. That was all they impeached him on. One thing, just a political speech. So that was all the evidence they had when they impeached Donald Trump twice. And now they're saying, oh, the, the Democrats say, oh, there is no evidence. Hakeem Jeffries, oh, there is no evidence. They're all going to say, and the, and the media is, is being the little, the little lapdogs that they are saying, yeah, there is no evidence. There is no evidence. Let's take a look at what the evidence is. The evidence of the GOP's impeachment inquiry into Biden, bank records, shell companies, FBI testimony from a trustworthy witness, two IRS whistleblowers testimony, witness testimony from business partners, mobile texts, laptop documents, White House visitor logs, Air Force Two travel logs, copying Hunter on official emails, hundreds of Burisma emails, Joe Biden using at least three known pseudonyms on emails, documentation that Hunter Biden's sole purpose for his $83,000 a month board position was to take the heat off of Burisma, the evidence that Biden was responsible for pushing the fire to fire the Ukraine prosecutor, Joe openly bragging about it being his idea for the quid pro quo threat to fire the prosecutor, Joe taking along a Burisma associate on his trip to Ukraine to ask for firing the prosecutor. And I think there's, there's even much more than that. You have the emails, you have the text messages, you have, he forgot on that list, recorded phone calls. There are phone calls that are on recording. Ten percent for the big guy. Well, Fetterman was asked what he thought. And this was, I mean, we are in bizarro world. I, I when I saw this, I was like. I, 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 I was kind of speechless. I wasn't even really sure what to say. And when I first saw this, I was I was uh, I was taken aback. I was uh, laughing. I was disgusted. I was angry. I was a lot of different emotions all at one time. And uh, this was his response. He's wearing his his mechanic shirt and his gym shorts going into the Senate. And notice how he has to have a handler. Why does he need to have a handler? The reason he ha needs to have a handler is because he says things like this. Check it out. I'm asking about this news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally launched an impeachment inquiry, has said he's going to Oh my God, really? Oh my gosh, you know, oh, it's devastating. <laughs> Ooh, don't do it. Please don't do it. Oh no, oh no. in the hell was that oh my god let's watch it again asking about this news that uh, speaker mccarthy has formally launched an impeachment in or has he's said he's going to oh my god really oh my gosh you know oh it's devastating <laughs> Ooh, don't do it please don't do it oh no oh no we gotta run back to the office but um and his aide is there uh uh we gotta run back to the office um we need to go uh this is an actual United States senator. This is a person 
voting on and helping craft policy that affects not just this country nationally, internally, but also international affairs. <laughs> Unbelievable. <sighs> okay. I'm calming down. Um, there's your weirdness for the day right there. That, that we brought it up early in the show. So truth, freedom, and weirdness is what we're about on the Nun Report. There's your weirdness right there. The New Mexico governor who has decided that she has the authority to suspend con United States constitutional rights from American citizens, the sheriff said, we're not going to enforce your rule, your emergency power rule to disarm citizens that citizens aren't allowed to use or concealed carry or open carry uh, constitutional rights in the in Albuquerque or in the in the county that Albuquerque encircles. But I mean, really, it's New Mexico. I mean, Albuquerque is kind of the population center of the whole state. This is what the sheriff came out and said, and good for him. You know, he kind of hemmed and hawed when it first came out, and um, I think he did some thinking about it. I think he did some soul-searching, hopefully some praying, and this is what he came out and said. Check it out. Uh, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham issued an emergency temporary, temporarily suspending open and concealed carry laws uh, for the next 30 days in Bernalillo County. Let me start by saying I'm holding this press conference and to answer many other people's questions, not only on social media, but directly to my phone. One, this is not grandstanding, nor is this to bring attention to myself. Uh, we must always remember, not only are we protecting the Second Amendment, but at the same time, we have a lot of violence within our community. Let me be clear. I hold my standards high, and I do not, or never will, hedge on what is right. And I take my oath seriously. In reference to concealed carry and open carry, the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office will not enforce this segment of the order. While I understand the urgency, the temporary ban challenges the foundations of our Constitution, but most importantly, it is unconstitutional. My oath was to protect the Constitution, and that is what I will do. And this is what sheriffs across this country need to be doing, is understand if it's an elected position in most jurisdictions, most states, counties. But they need to be standing for the citizens and the protection of their constitutional rights. Governors can come out and say whatever they want. Oh, we're going to have this immediate, I'm going to be a tyrant and under emergency orders declare this. And sheriffs can say, we aren't going to enforce it. And that's what they need to do. Kudos to this guy for saying so. But what then what did now the governor bounce back? And what do extreme commie Democrats do when they're confronted with truth, when they're confronted with a patriot, when they're confronted with an America first person, someone who believes in the Constitution? What do they do? They double down. They double down every single time. They, you've seen it over and over and over again. They do it because oftentimes when they do, then the, the conservatives back down and they be they go into polite mode. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, you know, stoop to your level. Okay. The time for that is over. The gloves are off. It is time to stop kowtowing, stop bowing, stop caving, stop backpedaling against these extreme commie Democrats. But she doubled down. New Mexico governor says she doesn't need sheriff's lecture on constitutionality. Grisham responded to Allen's comments by saying, I don't need a lecture on the constitutionality from Sheriff Allen. What I need is action. She continued, what we need is for leaders to stand up for the victims of violent crime. We need law enforcement, district attorneys, public officials, school leaders, and state agencies to use every single tool at their disposal to stop this violence, period. Grisham referenced numerous gun control uh, gun, gun controls that have been adopted during her time in office, then added, we've given you the tools, Sheriff Allen. Now stop being squeamish about using them, and I will not back down from doing what is right, and I will always put the safety of the people of New Mexico first. Oh, okay. So she's trying to shame him. 
for saying that he's not going to enforce an infringement on the Second Amendment against the citizens of New Mexico. And then she says, I will not back down from doing right. You know what doing right in her mind is? Doing right in her mind is suspending the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution. Bill Rights, okay? This is... This is typical tyrannical communist bullshit. And they're doubling down. She thinks that, see, they can, the, the ends justify the means. If you're, their, their idea is, their effed up minds in their mind's eye is that to stop gun violence, we must eliminate guns. And so they do that even though, even if that means suspending the rights of perfectly law-abiding citizens who have done nothing wrong and simply want to protect themselves and their family against the very criminals that she claims she's trying to control. And we know that criminals don't follow laws. Criminals aren't going to obey this. Criminals aren't going to, oh, the governor says we can't conceal carry. Okay, we'll just leave our guns at home. Seriously? <sighs> I said it yesterday. She needs to be arrested. Not impeached. She needs to be arrested. She, the, the, the sheriff's department or state police need to march into the governor's mansion in New Mexico and arrest her. Anyway, yesterday was a somber day. I, I did not allow any uh, talk on my social media platforms about any sort of conspiracy theories, about any sort of uh, controversial things. It was just a day to honor the those that, that lost their lives, their families, the first responders, and those that lost their lives throughout the 20 years that resulted in it. And I didn't allow any BS. I, I don't you know. It was an inside job. Okay, well, you know what? You can have that debate, just not on my platform. Not yesterday. Anyway, Joe Biden, you know, always sticking his foot in his mouth like he does because he's Swiss cheese for brains. He's got no no actual cognitive ability at all anymore. He's a puppet. We all understand that, right? Even the Democrats know he's a puppet, but they're okay with that. They don't mind that. They don't mind that there's a puppet as president of the United States walking around the world embarrassing us to everybody. This is what he said about 9-11 and, uh, and, and that he was there. He was there the day after. Check it out. To renew our sacred vow, never forget, never forget. We never forget. Each of us. He forgets. Each of those precious lives stolen too soon when evil attacked. Ground Zero in New York. And I remember standing there the next day and looking at the building. I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell. It looked so devastating. Because the way you could, from where you could stand. Well, that's interesting that he said he was there the next day because the next day he was actually on the floor of the Senate on September 12th, 2001, doing this. Many in his constituency have died. Part buildings in this state are still burning. And in the ultimate American way, he calls at the end of his speech for not abrogating the basic cherished liberties that this nation has. I doubt whether you would hear that on any other assembly. He wasn't in New York. He wasn't at Ground Zero the day after 9-11. This is what he does, though. This is what people with dementia do, in fact. But this guy is such a bogart, a braggart. He has been, he's such a, been such a braggart his entire life. He makes shit up. He exaggerates everything and then repeats the story over and over and over again to where he actually believes what he's saying that his house almost burned down from a small kitchen fire that was contained in 20 minutes that he almost lost his wife and his cat and his Corvette <laughs> that uh, that he was at ground zero the day after 9-11 and I could go on and on I mean there, there's tons of examples of Joe Biden flat out lying about things right but I don't, is it lying if he believes it's actually true? I think it is. I think it's still lying. 
I think that it doesn't matter. I mean, the, the guy, just it's habitual. Rudy Giuliani called it out, man. He said, Joe, and he was the mayor at the time, right? New York. Joe Biden said he was at grounds either day after September 11, 2001 attacks. I was there. Produce a record or admit you're a liar. And apologize to those who died or almost died or lost loved ones on September 11, 2001. Then resign. That he's too much of a coward to resign. He won't, he, I mean, the guy is so full of himself. And, and why wouldn't he be? He's skated through a decades-long career making millions of dollars through illegal, you know, uh, ventures with his son. 10% for the big guy. I wonder if he's getting 10% of the $6 billion that he released back to Iran. See, we got five prisoners back from Iran. But we gave them five in return. Okay, so, you know, five for five. And then, oh, we thought, well, hell, we'll just, also, you're going to get, we'll release $6 billion of assets that we have withheld from you. He is not a defender of this country. He is not a defender of Americans. Joe Biden is a foreign agent. He's bought and paid for. He is a traitor to this country and he needs to be arrested. Donald Trump had this to say. So let's get this straight. We did a hostage trade with Iran. We gave them five very tough, smart people and they des- that they desperately wanted. We likewise got back five people, but we also gave them $6 billion. How much of a kickback does crooked Joe Biden get? I, I would say at least 10%. Does anyone realize how much money $6 billion is? When I was president, I got back 58 hostages for zero money. Remember Pastor Brunson? I said a terrible precedent. It sets a terrible precedent. Republicans call out the 25th Amendment. Now Biden is incompetent. Bypass the impeachment. Go straight to the 25th Amendment. But oh no, because they're too busy putting people who were on public property acting as a journalist in jail. InfoWars, Alex Jones, InfoWars host Owen Schroyer was sentenced to 60 days in jail in a J6 case. He was on the Capitol grounds as a journalist, and he never went into the Capitol building. He was just on the grounds, and they, their evidence for convicting him was that he stoked the fires. I love air quotes, right? Stoked the fires. They're stupid, but what else am I going to do? I mean, because um, that's that's what they said, and I don't have it in writing, so I'm just going to do the quotes while I speak it. Anyway, he stoked the fires that helped cause the insurrection. I could put that in air quotes too, but I won't because now I feel dumb doing it. Um, the <laughs> This is what they put him in prison for. 60 days he's going to serve. And... Uh, for being a journalist, for exercising two things, freedom of speech, actually three things. He was, he was exercising freedom of speech, freedom of the press, and freedom of assembly. And he's going to go to prison, a federal prison, for 60 days. And this is what they do. They just, anybody they don't agree with or anybody they don't like wants to put them in prison. This next video I'm going to show has a really weird looking man trying to claim that Elon Musk it was uh, supporting, somehow uh, uh, subverting Ukraine while not letting them have the Starlink to make an attack against Russian forces down in Crimea. Now, um, it's interesting how all of these liberals, all of these peace-loving Green peace, green energy <laughs> people are now all these warmongers. We want war. We love war. How dare you stop war? But anyway, check out this weird looking man um, accusing uh, uh, Elon Musk of, of basically sedition. Check it out. Doing with them. 
The Walter Isaacson much-hyped biography of Elon Musk that comes out tomorrow includes a story about the Ukrainian military planning to launch an attack on Russian Navy ships uh, in port in Crimea. Um, and per Mr. Isaacson's account, Elon Musk personally took action to make sure the Ukrainian military would not be able to do that. Mr. Musk making sure that the Ukrainian military could not use his Starlink satellite internet network, which is what Ukraine uses for connectivity on the battlefield, um, to advance that operation. He got personally involved to make sure Ukraine had its hands tied in battle. That's not what happened. That was... It's reported in, in Mr. Isaacson's biography. It was first reported by The Economist in October. The Economist? Then <laughs> last month in The New Yorker, reporter Ronan Farrow reported more detail about how Elon Musk has been stopping Ukrainian forces from using this crucial supply line, from using Starlink in Kherson and Zaporizhia and Kharkiv and Donetsk. Next thing, she was going to pull up an article from the Huffington Post. I know it. <laughs> That's not what happened at all. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Even even Democrat uh, politicians and and states people in the Biden regime will are not condemning Elon Musk for this. Even though CNN and MSNBC have repeatedly tried to go to them into doing so, because that's simply just not what happened. But they just can't stop. This weird looking man is up there on MSNBC. Uh, you know, claiming that Elon Musk got personally involved in the war, da, 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 based on this book, based on the the New Yorker, and based on the international. I'm sure, I'm, I'm not going to, I didn't, maybe she did further, maybe we should have kept watching the clip. She might have brought up maybe a, a news article from the Huffington Post and or the Politico or something like that as some of her receipts. God, these people... Meanwhile, and I, and I brought this up at the beginning of the show, uh, you know, I, man, who didn't use your finger as a gun as a kid? Really? Is there anybody out there listening to this show that never used your finger as a gun? <laughs> it's pretty deadly, isn't it? Um, it, it? They're now suspending children, grade school children from school for using their finger as a gun on the playground. Now, I we used to do this all the time as kids. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't know what we've become so soft and so hypersensitive and woke as a society. It's, it's, it's freaking ridiculous. Our education system, man. People get if you can at all. If you can somehow swing or afford a private school, a co-op, or if you have the ability to homeschool, get your children out of the public indoctrination system. Because that's all it is anymore. They're teaching your children how to be woke. They're teaching your children how to be a sex that they aren't. They're teaching them how to have sex as early as three to five years old. And uh, get them out. Get them out. I used to play, you know, we used to play Army when I was a kid with toy guns. Man, I had this really cool battery-operated machine gun. You would, you would, when you push the button, the, the front of it would, and a red light would flash. It was really cool. Love that thing, man. It, it eventually broke in a move or something like that, I think. I think I got it from my older brother, actually, originally. We used to play cowboys and Indians. I'd strap on the holster, double six-shooter cap guns. Yeah, that's violent. Horrible. How dare you that's why it's so violent today right six-year-old six years old suspended for using a finger gun a finger gun it's almost like an assault rifle right <laughs> jb may be the ultimate example of the national rifle association's pledge to give up their gun when it is pried from their cold dead hands in the case of six-year-old JB, his gun is his hand. JB, this week, that's the, that's the kid, JB, six-year-old, uh, became the latest child to be suspended for pointing a finger gun. In this case, the adults at the Bagley Elementary School in Jefferson County, Alabama, of all places, believe that a finger gun violated their zero-tolerance policy, 
We have previously discussed the lunacy of zero tolerance policies under which teachers discipline children by exercising zero thought or judgment. Where is the thought and judgment? Where is the common sense? Where is letting kids be kids? What the hell are these teachers doing? Suspending children for using a finger gun? Remember the, the story a few years back? They suspended a kid for, uh, he he broke his uh, a cookie or something at lunch and he broke it off in pieces so that what was remaining resembled a gun, they thought. <laughs> so he was, that kid was suspended too. Grade school, six years old. So what, six years old, we're we talking first grade? You know, talking first grade. But I guess when you're teaching them to have sex, when they're in kindergarten and younger, then by the time they're in first grade, you should be teaching them about gun control. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to teach, so here's a book that came out. This book, I, I caught, grabbed this off of Libs of TikTok. They're always great at bringing, uh, you know, hat tip to you guys. You're always great at bringing this to our attention. And um, she does great work, by the way. Uh, follow Libs of TikTok. They're on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, she does, she does good stuff, basically just exposing the liberals for what they are with their own material. Once in a while, she has a little bit of commentary. Typically she just, she doesn't need to comment. She just needs to throw up their lunacy and it, it speaks for itself. So this is out of a book. It, it, Let me be me. I think is the name of it. Don't please don't quote me on that because I don't think that's quite right. Um, but this is out of a book. It is designed to be, uh, read and used by two to five-year-olds. So we're talking from the time you start being able to read or learn to read until you're five years old. You know, so parents, I, I, I suppose parents are reading these books to two-year-olds. And then as they learn to read, um, they're reading them themselves. And uh, I, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even believe it. I'm going to drop, because I'm not sure if I got the title right on the book, I did post this on my Facebook and on my Twitter. So you can go there and look up the title because I, I, I don't, I'd like you to have a good source and be able to go look it up yourself. When a baby is born, grownups might say it's a girl if their body has a vagina or it's a boy if their body has a penis. Sometimes grownups aren't sure, but they choose the word girl or boy anyway. Oh, what a great bedtime story for your two-year-old. It continues. Some babies grow into a different gender than the one that grown-ups called them. There are lots of different genders that people grow into. Oh, we already did that page. I'm sorry, I hate it when I don't flip the page correctly. Some people are girls, some are boys, some people are neither, some people are both. Oh man, this is a great bedtime story. I, I, uh, I wonder if there's an audio version of this. It's okay to wonder, am I a boy or am I a girl? Am I a boy? Am I both? Am I neither? This is what they're feeding the children full of. And more so, this is what parents are feeding their children full of. Again, this book is, is written and recommended, you know, uh, books for kids, remember, recommended for ages, da-da-da, you know, two to five, uh, first grade to second grade, third grade to fifth grade, those that sort of thing. This is mentioned or, or recommended for children two years old to five years old. So let's get the indoctrination going super early. Before they even get into school, let's make sure we're getting that out there. Um, Vladimir Putin had this to say. I, I don't know. Uh, you, you know, take it for what it's worth. The dude looks really weird. But uh, this apparently is, is has been, I, I don't think it's a deep fake. I've seen a lot of reputable platforms posting it. So, but I'm not going to vouch for the validity of it, but I am going to play it. And this is what he had to say about the way Donald Trump is being treated. Check it out. Trump, 
в сегодняшних условиях, на мой взгляд, это хорошо. Почему? Потому что это показывает всю гнилость американской политической системы, которая не может претендовать на то, чтобы учить других демократии. Все, что происходит с Трампом, это преследование по политическим мотивам своего политического значит, конкурента. Вот что это такое. И делается это на глазах общественности США и всего мира. Они просто обнажили свои проблемы внутренние. I mean, the Democrats have given them a weapon to use against us, and they're going to do it. That's how I read it. If you're just listening on a podcast channel, if you're only listening to the audio of this show, uh, I'm sorry if you don't speak Russian. You, you, have, you didn't see what I put on the screen. This is a perfect reason why you need to subscribe to my Rumble channel. Oh, I mean, use the wrong word. Subscribe. Don't subscribe. You don't need to subscribe. Follow. It's free. There is no subscription involved in this service. Rumble is 100% free. Rumble.com slash the men report. Then you would be able to see the video that I just put up and not have to translate translate Russian in your head while you're driving down the street. That's that's a hard that's a hard task to accomplish. But basically what he said was that um that Donald Trump, the persecution of him is exposing uh, democracy for what it is, and that's a joke. So they're using the whole thing against them. This check it out. We're following some breaking news right now, this out of Russia. We brought you the story at the top of the hour, and now we are seeing video of North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un arriving in Russia for a meeting with President Vladimir Putin. The North Korean dictator travels only by slow-moving armored train. He made the long journey from North Korea to Russia under cover of night for added security. Yeah, major moment in what you're witnessing here. This meeting with Russia's President Vladimir Putin fueling concerns that North Korea may provide military support for Moscow's war in Ukraine. Mm. Again, beefing that up, that potential there. We're awaiting images of Putin and Kim Jong-un together. So this is a modern day Axis and allies, right? I mean, we're, we're these, you have this new evil Axis between China and Russia and North Korea. Iran could be in the mix there as well. And then you have the, you know, Western Europe and the United States, Canada, who knows what they're doing with their, with their prime minister up there. Who's, uh, who knows what they're doing? I, I, you know, I love, I have, I have fans up in Canada. They follow me and thank you so much. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know who's worse. I don't know if the United States or Canada is worse right now. Maybe we're about equal. And, uh, and then, of course, you have Mexico being run by uh, gangs and cartels. Uh, North America is screwed up right now, man. I tell you what, because we don't have a strong leader in the United States. And that's what we need. In 2024, we need to bring back a strong leader to the United States, someone who puts America first, someone who will close the borders, someone who will project strength around the world so that you don't have uh, relationships and allied alliances building up between Russia and China and North Korea and wars happening that are killing. You know, I, the people of Ukraine, that's who I feel bad for. The, 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 <sighs> The, the death toll, the, um, the atrocities, the war crimes that are going on in Ukraine right now are beyond imagination. And I, I feel really bad for the people of Ukraine. I mean, what's going to be left of their country when this is all said and done? Once all, the, once all the superpowers of the world are done fighting this proxy war using their blood and our money, what's going to be left? It needs to stop. Needs to stop now, and that's why we need to get we need to get somebody in that will stop it. We have some candidates that have pledged that they will, and I believe it's doable. I don't, you know, even if that involves a little trade off, I'm fine with that. Let's stop the war. Let's get a peace in place. Let's stop killing people. The United States, I talked about yesterday. We we killed, we were involved in killing over half a million people over a twenty year span based off of 9-11. And where did it get us? The Taliban is back in control of Afghanistan. Iran is, but for all intents and purposes, in control of Iraq. 
And it only cost <laughs> half a million lives to get us back to a position that's worse than where we started in 2002. So anyway, hey, thanks for watching. I hope tomorrow, oh, by the way, tune in tomorrow. I got Sean Farish uh, was on. We, we recorded a show over the weekend. I'm gonna, that's going to drop tomorrow. So make sure you you do tune in tomorrow. It, it was good. I, I have to apologize in advance for the video at about the nine minute mark, not on Sean's part, at about the nine minute mark. Uh, the video on my end went went weird. I think it was a internet issue. They've been, our, our service provider has been updating the lines on all the poles up in the area where I live recently. And I think they failed a little bit because the streaming video was not very good. Fortunately, the audio is still there. So you're still going to get the full effect of the show. Uh, just ignore me. I'm not good to look at anyway. So just watch Sean. Sean is a, Sean's a star of the show. So go ahead and uh, go ahead and watch him on the episode that I dropped tomorrow. I also have Semi Bird, a gubernatorial candidate for Washington State coming on here later this week. It's going to be epic. We're going to talk education, homelessness, and crime, and fentanyl. So there you go. We've got a lot coming up this week. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a, a, a real, real rock show. All right. Anyway, hey, thanks for watching. If you're just listening on the radio at renegaderadio.com or on any of the podcast channels, make sure to go to rumble.com slash the nun report. You can catch all the stuff I put up and you'll be able to see what the, the Vladimir Putin was saying in Russia because there were captions on the video. I'm on all the socials at the nun report except TikTok, so don't do that commie BS. And because Twitter and took the off my name, I'm just on Twitter at nun report. Or just go to my website, the nunreport.com. Anyway, hey. Thanks again for watching, and as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.